It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. We're sorry, we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Hello, everyone. I'm joined um, by uh, Paul Blair, a goaltender for the Glasgow Stags uh, B team, I think it is. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, B team um, at the moment, yeah. yeah. B team at the moment. <laughs> um, so, Paul, how, how are you doing at the moment? Yeah, doing well. Uh, keeping myself busy with some media output for the stags themselves. I've got a program I'm working on with from Maria Mountain. So I'm getting some flexibility and these old thirty plus legs and yeah, plodding on with them. Yeah. Alright, well that sounds that sounds productive. Um I was gonna first come come to you about the stags, um, because it's a question I was asked to ask you on Facebook. What's the best thing about playing for the stags? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you the context of that question. I have been doing a lot of videos that I'm no doubt will come up to. And the question is, what's so much been great about playing with the Stags? So that question came forward because of that. Um, okay, I've, I've came from an American football and a field hockey background. Um, I started up a team in Huddersfield. Um, so I've been around teams all my life. Uh, and at 30 plus, coming and deciding you're going to play ice hockey was intimidating enough. But to come into the club being welcomed so easily, to be for the mixture of ages, the diverse people, but that are so different in personality wise, just coming down and making uh, a team is just incredible. Yeah. And uh, you, I mean, you mentioned there a little bit how you got into into the stags um i think actually you ended up messaging me if i if i remember correctly yeah. through the british university's website is that uh, or facebook page is that, is that sounds, right? a bit, sounds a bit right yeah it was me chance and madam i went right does open uni get you in do you get in these 60 credits and you told me yes you can play for the uh, glasgow so straight after that they were playing yourselves so i watched the stream um and yeah, I, I, I remember Molly. Uh, there was another question that was put up on the thing. They've been quite getting stuck into your face off. I went, no, they're, they're all about it. This is quite serious, man. And then, uh, yeah, so I contacted them. They were dead friendly, got stuck in, um, got to borrow some goalie kit for a while. And yeah, that was it. Yeah. And was that your first experience with hockey, playing with the Stags? I know we'll go into some of your experiences, maybe as a helper in hockey, but was that your first experience playing the game? First experience playing ice hockey, yeah. I was a field hockey keeper for Kelvin, Clydesdale uh, and a couple others for a, a good few years. Um, I'd always been intimidated with the level of skating that you needed to do. Um, when I was helping at the Lagoon, the last thing I wanted to do was, when I'd been a helper, was to be hodding the boards and going down. So it put me off for the years. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, I went to uni uh, 
and I didn't know about Sheffield having teams. I didn't see them at the sports fair, etc. Very well publicised, and maybe do it now, but at the time it was the the Warriors that got me, so I ended up playing American football, and that's the event. So there was an up, another opportunity event, um, and yeah, just I just decided I've, I've I've suffered with depression in the past. It was like, no, I need to get into sport, I need to get into doing something, and yeah, that's why I joined the Stags. I needed to do, and the way they've they welcomed me, like I said, it's been incredible. So. Yeah. Okay, well that's how you got in the stags. How did you? Uh, how did you? What piqued your interest in ice hockey? Oh, I've always been a bit ice hockey. I've been uh, my first game that I went to was in nineteen ninety seven against uh, it was the Paisley Pirates against the uh, Castlereagh Knights. I'm pretty sure that Aaron Murphy was on the squad at that time. The the commentator. Um, there was. Uh, the guy that does the Belfast uh, webcast was playing as well. Uh, I've always loved it. It was just something I wanted to do. But it was, I think it was, my, me and my brother have always talked about why we didn't play. Well, here, here's me playing now. And it was just because of the respect he had for the game. It was like you wanted to play at a good level and just to, to come in. Obviously, that's changed. As I've got older, it's like take life's too short. Let's let's do it one more time, even at thirty plus, and let's see what happens. So. Yeah. yeah. Now you you showed your age a little bit there when you said uh, you mentioned the Lagoon Centre earlier on, uh, <laughs> that because that closed before I got to university, so that's a, yeah, a while exactly. back. Um, but uh, for those of people that are not listening, the Lagoon Centre was the the rink in Paisley. Um, it's actually quite a good rink. It's, it's sad that it's not there anymore. Do you know what it is now? It could. I mean, it is. It's still a sports centre, just with no ice rink. Yeah, the foundations were apparently the foundations were not made properly. They cracked and then impossible to play. So that's the reason why Paisley played Brayhead as well. But yeah. And uh, you you mentioned to me when when we were sort of organising this, you worked a bit with the the clan. Could you could you tell us a bit about about that? Yeah. Um, I started off, well, I've been on and off with the, as working in the off-ice team, doing the goal judging, working the penalty boxes, um, helping out with the liaison, maybe Andy Bruce, uh, just things like that. I've always been around, even with the Pirates. I was, the very last season before they folded in the BNL, the British National League, now I really am showing my age, um, <laughs> Uh, I was doing fanzine work. I was helping the committee there just to try and keep the club afloat. Yeah, I've always had my my finger in ice hockey somewhere, but it's just I never got around to playing until now. But mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, do you, do you still follow the clan? Do you still go and watch the games? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I still follow the clan and I still I help out. Um, I took a little break when my my son was born. I was like, well, let's enjoy him watching it and teach him how to how the game goes and now he's independent and doesn't even talk to me he's too busy shouting at refs and everything else so I'm like yeah I'll just get, I'll get back to the office stuff leave you with your mum so yeah 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 I think you know obviously growing up in, in Paisley and things the university hockey maybe wasn't around even in Scotland let alone Glasgow back back in the days when the Lagoon Centre was still on the go certainly um, I mean from your brief flirtation with the BIHA this year because obviously unfortunately COVID's put paid to the season um, 
how have you how have you found sort of traveling the you know or being involved in the team and, and maybe some of the players you played against and stuff? Okay, my first interact I'll answer I'll say this first before I answer the question. My first interaction was in two thousand and six. Now I was a bit of a nomad. I've my degree is between three different unis. So I was at Sheffield and I was at Huddersfield. I finished off at Northumbria, so I was a bit nomadic because of scholarships and job, uh, coaching jobs and things like that. So I, I met Adam Beavers, um, who set up the Huddersfield Ice Hawks. Um, mm-hmm. I nearly played for them, but I couldn't balance the two sports. Um, it looked impressive even from Len, but I was like, all the national, the small games, the nationals, like, oh god, that can't be there. That can't be good. And then I've watched all I've watched all these videos since, and how the, the fun used to have the banter in the, the commentary, the camaraderie, and it was like, no, that looks good. And then this season, it's this the passion that the beginners have got, the experience that comes down. It's like you, you see when you play drop in hockey on a Wednesday, and you're seeing some of the the guys, especially that's came from abroad, and then they're mixing it with guys that have played the SNL. Um, I'm not saying an SNL standard by any means, but it's just showing that the 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 wide abilities there. If you want to be a good hockey player, you can be. Um, if you want to enjoy the sport, you can be. If you want to be social, you can be. And the media output's quite impressive as well. So not bigging you up too much, but I, it's it's good to see. So well, thank you, thank you very much. Um, and obviously you've uh, you I think was your first game then the the one in. The last game as well, I suppose, of the BHA mm-hmm. calendar, um, yeah. and in the Hamilton. Um, I don't know if you'd ever been to Hamilton before. Was that a bit of a, a shock to the system seeing that rink? Um, I, uh, I do a few of the Saturday drop-ins. It was a culture shock for. Um, you're totally obviously told as a goalie get the deflections into the corners. You put the deflections into the corners, and you're just asking for the other team to get it. And it's like oh, just stuff like that, and. Um, Getting breakaways on you just like that. Um, people naturally want to bu- uh, bunch up and try to separate them. With your, your your goalie shouting and stuff like that. But it was it was fun. It's angles, things like that can be difficult too because you're you're used to marking yourself off the the creases and there's nothing to mark and when you've got a million of one things going on. Very fast thinking. It's like playing indoor field hockey, but it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously you said you said you played in goal at field hockey. How would you compare? I know obviously it's not on ice, so that's an obvious answer. But compared to ice ice hockey, what's field hockey goalie goalieing like? Um, the, the strangest thing I found was um, when I started. I mean, I'd watched the game for so many years that the instincts for positioning and stuff was there. Um, my hands, I was always good with my reactions, so hands and uh, stick saves were quite strong. The kicking was crazy. Kicking a ball was just like, I, was all, I wasn't great at football, so I was chucked in goals because I couldn't kick a ball. So <laughs> <laughs> to be a field hockey keeper and then learn to develop that skill was fun. It was always my weakest point. My hands were good, I was good at sliding things like that coming in. And then you put skating on. So you're learning to skate and then you're putting goal escapes on but thirty pounds of padding and you're just wanting to actually slide forward. So you're really so all you've 
you've watched ice hockey, so then you've adjusted it to a field hockey, and then you've brought it back to ice hockey again, and trying to get used to the skates was nuts, and, oh, and, and you can go out a little bit more, and you can move your little, and you can use the legs, and you can't hold on to the puck, I just couldn't get my head around it first, because you can't hold the ball in field hockey, so everybody's like, you could, you could, you can cover that, you can cover that, now that's all I do, so I just seem to fall down and just make a save, well, yeah. I'm giving myself a little bit, yeah. less credit than deserved possibly, but. <laughs> and uh, as you said, your first game was that game in Hamilton against the the, the Beagles. Yeah. Um, you know what, what was your feeling like going into that first game? Did you? I mean, did you know then it might be also the last game of the season? Did you have any idea? Um, at that time, I was very ignorant to COVID. I think a lot of us were ignorant to COVID. I think. Um. We've seen so many things in the past that that could have came, like stars or anything else. It was like, no, it's not going to be as big as people made out. We've just got to keep in hand it. We'll, we'll play Newcastle, and then we'll just get to Nationals in one more, and then it will happen. So but we're always feeling that, yeah, there'll be two more games. So I never, we never, I never saw that as the game. I saw that when, when Newcastle was the first game, I was going to play all three periods, get stuck in, and that was it. I was just about getting myself feeling comfortable. Um, how did I feel about that game though? Um, I played field hockey for years. My first game, I was nervous, but I wasn't very nervous. Ice hockey, I was terrified. I was terrified. Um, I think it's see when it's been a sport that you've been that you've loved for so long, and your son's here, and your family members are there, and guy, and the team as well that's so important to you. And you're the backstop, and you've got to pull a game out of your your backside. Yeah. And by the way, a Glasgow guy, no swearing is hard. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, pulling a game out of my backside was difficult. Um, but yeah, that was that first save that I sort of fell on. Just and that was it. it. Was like okay, second save, third save came on, and then the weird goal and. Second period started, yeah. Just I just started to take the game in stages and just, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I saw, I I didn't realise that was your first game at the time. I thought you'd played a bit and you were coming back to the game. So, um, yeah. and I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast. I genuinely, you know, I messaged you to say well done for your first game and stuff. Um, I describe you as a bit unorthodox, but uh, but you certainly knew your positioning. Your positioning was good which is hard to do in Hamilton as you said so yeah. you know it was it was good and it, you were it was you were tough to break down in that game um now a couple of the uh, you might not know this but a couple of the BIHA guys have just recently had kids mm-hmm. um and I was wondering if maybe you could you could tell us you know you, you said you had your son at the first game what, what's it like having like your kids watch you do sport for the first time or oh my god right well if you've, you've played sport Growing up, and you're always aiming to. I'd I'd always had high expectations. I wanted to go to the the top end, and I I got selected to play GBU, um, American football. That was great. Um, but you're always aiming like you, you're always pushing just as pro sport possible, as pro sport possible, and then it comes that your kids watching you. Well, it, it it means everything. I mean, my boy wanted. A fan jersey for the Stags, so he's the only one with a fan jersey at the moment. Um, he's hockey daft, 
And yeah, just to turn around, I think that calmed me down. I mean, what is it? What it was like to answer the what's it like question. I'm sitting getting nervous, and then he's just shouting, Daddy! And turning around and waving, and I was like, Right, cool. I've got to get my stuff together because if you don't get your stuff together, your boy's watching you and he's going to see you flap. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's some experience. Um, it, it'll change your life, but sports stops being completely about you. It starts becoming about the example or going forward. I mean, even the skating lessons, I had to do the skating lessons with him so that he had to compete against me. Um, and now... He's a bit intimidated by ice hockey, so it's, it was almost like the final, I was 60, 70% sure about playing hockey. The minute he said, oh, well, I'm not sure, right, I better do it and show him it's a good sport. And mm-hmm. just and just almost like being the example. But yeah, it's amazing, amazing. And uh, what what position does you, or has your son started playing, is he? No, he's going to start, uh, he's only six, so he's only eligible to start this summer um, with the right. in around Glasgow. Um, he wants to be goalie and a player. He wants to do both just now, which I think is the best thing. I think, I to, think that's a good idea, yeah, yeah, certainly. I think to step to, even to, he wants to do a few sports, it's the same story, just getting mucked into everything just now, and yeah, absolutely. Um, now, the other thing you might not know about me is I'm a massive NFL fan, so uh, you mentioned American uh, American football there, uh, you mentioned GBU. What what position did you play in American football? Uh, Started as off as a cornerback because I was the size of a rake, and then I, I built up, and so I became a free safety. Free yeah. safety, so a very short free safety, but yeah, free safety. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and you mentioned GBU there. Did you did you play games with GBU? Did you go? To um, I ended up getting injured um, <laughs> practicing three weeks before we were meant to go to Norway uh, to play the Oslo Vikings. I picked up a a bad knee injury, so yeah, and that was it. I was out. So it happens, it happens. But just to get picked, it's it's some experience. Um, I'm too old to do the ice hockey, but I will fully support the program and whatever they need to get done. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They well, the unfor- I think unfortunately the GBU program is so under twenty fives. It used to be under twenty eight. So yeah, it's all about. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all good. It's all good. It Ladies, feels bad. Play- when- yeah. <laughs> when there's people that are like ten years, only sorry, nine or ten years younger than me, and I'm telling them that they can't play because they're too old, it's making me feel like, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so you uh, obviously disappointed with with nationals, but how have the stags been coming together in in these times, and obviously coming together online, I suppose. But what, what sort of things have you been up to as a, as a as a group? Um, straight away we organised a Zoom call, get everybody in with Twitter. Uh, a quiz like two weeks after it um, some morale booster um, the guys all hang about in Discord and play computer games with each other um, we watched through all the games uh, in consecutive Mondays um, just a bit of banter going on and then elected a new committee Some working towards next year working in the media output that we're doing um, looking at sponsorship ideas, drinks for next year. Yeah, we're all staying close. We all chat in the, the Snapchat. We all chat online. And these interviews are bringing up a wee bit of morale as well. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah, now, moving on to the interviews. Uh, yep. I've, I watched the... I've not not got round to watch Molly's yet because I had something on on the night it was released, but I will do. 
Um, you, uh, you obviously, you've you've interviewed a few of the people. Um, they've been they've been really well put together, I would say. Okay. Um, what 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 got you in, roped into doing that? Because I know it's like to end up, you know, getting roped into things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I volunteered. Um, I will be completely honest. Uh, lockdown has drove me absolutely bonkers. Um, I'm a tour guide by trade, and I was just a day into working for a new company, and then the next day Boris Johnson locks us down. So I was, I've been pulling my hair out. Uh, I used to do some videos online in Spanish to tell people about Scottish history and culture. So I was okay. I'll be, I'm average at editing videos. So I said to the guys, well, let's let's get some output going on. Let's if we're not going to have a freshers potentially next year. Let's get this going on and get a some media output going on there. So that's it. So I just the committee says, yeah, go for it, and I've just ran with it. Yeah, and without giving away too much, have you, have you interviewed everyone that you expect to release, or is there still folk to catch up with? Oh, the, um, we're not even at the halfway point. <laughs> we're not even at the halfway point. It's only the four interviews have been released. Um, I've got another. 12 done i've got another seven to do it's going to be a full team output and if i thought it was boring people i would stop it but the viewing figures seem to be actually going up rather than going down and people are sitting for longer so yeah and it's in in worst case scenario people are, are knowing that the stags are active so when it comes to the next game getting the viewer figures up he's better sponsorship ideas and my degree was in marketing. I had an events management company for years as well. So my plan is to try and use this to get some sponsorship and really be the optimist and try and make the club as big as it can, you know. So. No. Yeah. Now you don't have to tell me this, and it might it might be a secret, but um, after you asked uh, you asked Cara the Steel Queen's question, the the camera definitely cut. There was something she said in there. <laughs> she, the, what honest <laughs> truth. She, she started talking about that the, um, Steel Queens have been a little for longer, and I don't know where I'm going with this. Oh, um, I just like playing hockey; it's fun. That was what. That's all <laughs> it was. There was no underhanded tone where she was saying, "Oh, the Steel Queens are the best," or "The Stags were the best." Or she, there was nothing political in there. It was just a case of Lassie got a bit flustered. She went in a tangent. It wasn't working, and I just cut that bit out to protect her. So. And now I've deprotected her to the masses in the podcast. So, but to to be fair, I actually thought maybe she'd sworn, and I've never heard Cara oh, swear. If, so if, if Cara had sworn, I would have clipped it and I would have shown it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more what I was yeah. interested in. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, the uh, I, I have to say the content's very good, so I'm I'm looking forward to watching watching some more of them and find out about especially these you know these newer players. It's interesting to find out where they where they come from, where they got their passion from and and all the rest of it, uh, for the stags. Um in in terms of in terms of the videos of the games and you've obviously done a bit of editing now, um can can you now tell people to start filming the games in Lansing? Yes, that is a key priority. <laughs> that is um Ollie has constantly been getting ripped for that and the people that have been filming it is yeah, that's uh, that has to happen. That's yeah. People are used to people are, <laughs> now that the podcast out. People are used to be doing the video, so yeah, they've got to be done properly, or they're going to say Paul with the F. So exactly. Yeah. I mean, I know it's rich coming from me. It does all these Facebook live um, 
things in profile, but that's just me on the camera. But I know to do the game in in, uh, in landscape. Um, no, I just I just thought I'd absolutely not. Um, and uh, obviously you've you've come in, come into the sport. How did how did you find you know that first session with the with the team all together? <laughs> did you put your pads on the right way? No for starters. First question though, legs pads were on the wrong way. Um, I got a loan of in field hockey. They don't go all the way up; they go just above the kneecap. So, uh, an old man that's been around for years behind the Bruce offered me some what I now know as youth kit. So they're about twenty inches long. So to translate that to the vast majority, it's youth. There's no mo- nine, ten, nine out of ten adults. I'm not. That's not going to fit. No way in, in the earth. I turn up to Jane and Millie's, Phil goes, no chance of they working for you. I went, they're fine. I went, I went, no, you can borrow mine. So went in with Phil's kit. I was just getting used to that one. I played a few ball hockey games where it's acceptable to play with a smaller kit. But went on the ice. Um, I was like, oh, my God, it's 80 pounds. And then I'm literally sliding forward. So the feet point me get and I'm, I'm going forward. I'm doing a couple of saves. I'm out of breath. I'd been running before and I just had a flu. So I was all... I torn my diaphragm just before it, and I literally collapsed, get taken to the side to relax, and then get thrown in a scrimmage. Ria says, uh, Ria, who came across to join the session as a one-off, um, says, you take my place, I'll sit there. I went, I've just, I've just collapsed. Went, no, no, just get on. Somehow made a few saves, took out the president. Um, yeah, everything went as well as could be expected. So there's been a big learning curve, but the first session was hard, and... I think a few people wouldn't have expected me to come back, but I still came back, and here we are. So, um, yeah. So, uh, out, outside of uh, outside of the Stags, what what sort of uh, hockey do you who do you normally follow in hockey? Obviously, you mentioned the clan. You got an NHL team. Yeah, um, really, really, really showing my age now. NHL '94 was my game, so it was the Fedorov Konstantinov. Uh, Eisenman, uh Detroit Red Wings. So it's always been the Detroit Red Wings. It's been depressing for years. NFL, I'm a Houston Texan fan, so that's depressing as well. So I'm used to my sports teams not doing well. And yeah, so it's... Yeah. Are you going to tell me you're a Rangers fan now as well? Just to no, no, no. No, no, I'm a Celtic fan. So I've got, I've got to have some joy in my world, mate. So. Ah. Yeah. So are you happy with eight and a half in a row? Or eight point seven five. Well, whatever number you want to put on it, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still okay. It's still okay. So, um, one of the things I was going to ask you is because uh, the the first stags interview I done, um, you know, I got this sort of posh guy from the north on. And it's good to hear a proper, you know, salt of the earth Glaswegian. Are you the most Ouija in your team? Well. That's almost like it. First of all, that's almost like an insult when you're for Paisley. That's like the Paisley class would divide and all that as well. <laughs> but I'm only messing, I'm only messing. Um, is my accent one of the. It's one of, yeah. Darrow Shaw, his accent's rougher. But yeah, it's, it's one of the roughest. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, first night out, I went, Phil. Fox, um, I'm trying to talk to him in the garage with the music playing. He went, I'm sorry, Paul, I can't understand your accent at all. I mean, no worries. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember uh, over in Finland, interestingly enough, I interviewed Ross Wotherspoon, just a brief, like, two-minute interview when he was over there. 
and Nick was like, I was amazed how strong his accent is. I was like, he's quite cosmopolitan for a Glaswegian, you know? <laughs> yeah. And a, a, an English teacher by trade, so, yeah. So my accent's definitely been calmed down, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, in, terms of, in terms of training and stuff, you mentioned, obviously, your first, first time on this. Who was the first one to ring one off your, off your cage? Or has that not happened yet? Oh, no, it's happened to you. Good few things. The, fir- <laughs> the first session... No, in the first session I was fine. The, the cage doesn't bother me, apart from the, the one slap shot point blank in Greenock of all places, the tiny shrink. Um, I think it, it's funny when you go to drop-in sessions and, and stuff where a guy that's played, like maybe the Marcus Murder that plays for the Sharks, um, he did one shot, saved it, third, second shot, saved it. Hits it a bit harder. Saved it. Fourth shot, slap, sixth shot, you, you save it. And you see him getting peed off and eventually gets one past you. Same thing happened for one of the other guys. I won't mention his name, um, but he's one of the fourth line dusters I'm talking about in the Facebook group. Um, slap shot, square, after five or six missed attempts. Yeah, that was the only one I felt. The rest of them I don't bother. Um, in field hockey, uh, very stereotypical. I didn't mind the old use of the Glasgow kiss sometimes, so... <laughs> right, we'll, we'll get to some of these Facebook yep. questions uh, just just to get them out of the way. So Eva Harrison, who you won't have met Eva, but once you go to Nationals for the first time, yep. you'll definitely meet Eva. She's okay. uh, she's definitely one of the celebrities of, uh, of the BHA. Um, she asked if you'd rather fight a hundred size ducks, sorry, a hundred duck size horses or one duck size or one horse size duck. Which brings us on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm scared of the second question, but yeah, the first one. Um, 100 size horses, well, one of them's got the potential to kick you in the, the gonads, you go down, boom, 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 you've, you've gone for it. Um, the duck, you at least know what you, you know your strategy, you've just got to choke it out or anything else, yeah. So I would probably take on the duck, yeah. I know it isn't, but there's, there's all, I mean, the guy's always got an opinion that, yeah, you can get. Hitting the clackers and then you're down and then a hundred horses are going to, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time the clackers have been said. <laughs> well, there you go. I'll... The, I know the committee's waiting for a line for me, so I probably gave him one. So. <laughs> oh, uh, now you're de- you're de- definitely Paul the clack man player <laughs> at nationals now. I can, in the <laughs> I can go with that. Yeah. Um, and the other one, um, obviously, moving on from that, is saying, would you rather fight ten Molly-sized Seggies or one Seggy-sized Molly? Now, Molly must be, what, five foot six, maybe? Oh, five three, I would have said. She's small. She's small. Uh, She'll hit me for saying Seggy... I'm too small, but she's small, yeah. Seggy's about six yeah. two-ish. Yeah. yeah. He's quite a tall lad. Um, he's been pro- and I think he's, a, he's abandoned the top knot as well since he played with the Phoenix, yeah. so that's... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I don't know how you want to how you want to field that question. Okay. Paul, <laughs> yeah. So Molly is the figure skating coach, and then I, I, I told you about the first game that I watched, and it was Molly just sliding out, nice and aggressive, and I was like, oh god. And sure enough, when she plays this, all the figure skaters, by the way, are the most aggressive people I've seen. The sticks are getting stuck in. They're going in fast. I'm like, yeah, good hockey, man. But but they all scared me. They all scared me completely. Um, uh, Segi can handle himself. He's had a couple of fights in ball hockey, which I know is really not an ethical, but he's, he's done it. Um, 
and a hundred uh, Molly sized Seggies would be a tough fight. But Molly at six foot two, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll transfer luck with a hundred Seggies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I would yeah. as well based on playing against her in that one game. She was, uh, 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 she's actually she's got a, a sort of weird nickname that I've seen kicking about in your rosters when they get put online. Can you tell us what that is in the a bit about behind um, the background to that. I think the she's called Molly, and her name is Molly Mitchell Knight with a double barrel at the end. So they called her Molly Molotov Kalashnikov. There was some conversation that they thought a Russian nickname would suit a style of play and it stuck I shorten it to the Molotov whenever I'm talking about her because she's just a mad fireball and in a good way uh, first game winning goal gets stuck in great and just the stereotypical figure skating coach that is just like a little drill sergeant in a, in a good way in a good way I was figure, figure trained as well just gets stuck in uh, hard but yeah so that's where the nickname came from, just and it's just so she's she's called Russian on the profile. Um but yeah, fun fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I suppose the, 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 the logical question which I haven't asked you is why goalie? Why not goalie? <laughs> why not goalie? Um it, well football was always happy to go back. I, I loved the fact that getting saves. I think I enjoy the responsibility that boxing you gets the adrenaline going. Um, I like the challenge of getting hit and yeah, and still getting back up again and it not bothering you. Uh, I'd watched Hasek and uh, people like that growing up. Um, yeah, loads and loads of, of reasons why. Yeah, goalie was always the position that I watched in warm ups with the Pirates as well. Just yeah, therefore. Just that position, it's like, well, why would you play at field when you can play and go? A lot of players say the other way. I think, have you got to be a little bit screwy? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've no shame in saying that. Anybody that wants to get a bucket of that off them is nuts, but I think they have to be. Yeah. 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 No, I, I remember. Uh, I remember my career in goals from seven to sixteen, and it was. Uh, it was you have to have a bit of a screw loose, but you also have to. You have to. It's the mental games that more important, I would say, than the than the physical yeah. game. Um, essentially as a goalie as soon as you let him one and it gets to you Oof, you're going to let him a lot more it goes quickly yeah yeah yeah. so um, you mentioned Hasek there was he your sort of goalie idol when you were growing up because he wasn't he wouldn't have been a Red Wings goalie when you first started no watching. no no he was Buffalo he was Buffalo when I was watching um, well when I really took uh, notice of him my goalie idol was a, a an old old keeper called Craig Lindsay now you commented about me being unorthodox at the start now the guy you like to paddle down safe, the guy you like to stand up, he would just drop straight down. It sounds very familiar to another goalie that you would have saw at the Beagles game. So I took a lot of my influence for the way that he played and I think it's I watched a lot of his movements and that sort of gets stuck in my head and maybe that's the things that I find second nature rather than butterfly, which is yeah, I'm going to sound like an old man here, but an older man here. But yeah, it's a bit, it's different. It's very modern, very modern compared to the hockey I grew up with. The Hashik, yeah, I just love the wildness, the throwing the legs out. I did it all the time in field hockey, getting stuck in, being a bit crazy, using anything. He made a, a big helmet, Glasgow kiss save, and 
the first time I and I, I I don't think it's publicised much in highlights, but it's the first thing I tried when I played field hockey. And yeah, just just try and be different. Don't follow the you cut you you're like you said unorthodox. Yeah, Hashi was a definition of unorthodox. We could pull out the the technical saves when he wanted to. I'll get to the technical side eventually personally, but he's definitely an idol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a, a great expression I say to the to to any team I've coached that you know about getting rebounds and stuff. There's there's no pictures on score sheets, so yeah. you know however however you get the job done, Paul, you 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 do. <laughs> that's you. That's the, that's the exactly. Now, um, question I thought I'd ask based on pod a few pods back in. Nick and I went through our, our Jersey Hall of Hall of Fame sort of thing. Obviously, Glasgow, pretty infantile as a team as it were, but but they did get a mention. Um, but I want I want what did your take? What's what's your favourite Stags jersey, the white or the black one? Uh, I think the white ones get more to it. I think just uh, it's, yes, it's one extra colour, but it does make all the difference. I'd love to see a an alternate yellow jersey, but. That's just a personal thing for me, but I think that the black one's smart. It's good for going out with. It's good if you're. It's good for especially for student ice hockey where there's a there's a few beers occasionally done in it. You spill something, no worries. Um, but the white one's smart, definitely. It's just the shot. It's it accents everything out better, and yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. No. Interesting you should say that. It was the white one that Nick and I talked about as being, you know, our jersey for the the Hall of Fame, as it is mm-hmm. it Um So, uh, you know, just, you know, a bit about your team. I mean, we've mentioned some of the, you've seen some of the characters on the, the interviews, and if anyone's not seen yeah. them yet, I urge you to go back and watch them. They're, they're not long, and so you don't have to give up much of your time if you're, you're worried about that, and they're, they're quite interesting. Um, and uh, watching the Oliver Edby ones like in elocution lessons. So <laughs> it's a culture shock to what you're expecting for round two, round three, exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, what um, what was going to say? What's it? You know, what you mentioned the camaraderie on the on these interviews, and I hear it from the different yeah. players. But what about you? What I mean, you've talked about them being very welcoming, but who are some of the characters that maybe influenced your path and and in the short period okay. of time you've been with this. There's a few, there was a few I prepared for this one night. Ashley Rafter was so unbelievably friendly when I went in. So nice to talk to. Looks after you and everything else. And I just thought, oh, she's a brilliant person. Just took to her right away. And then you watch the Bradford away game. And I swear to God, that lassie turns into something else. If that girl had a swear jar, we would have nationals paid for the next five years, man. <laughs> so the the combination of just being such a cracking person and the way that she gets stuck into the hockey, the way you've grown up, it was like, yeah, go go yourself, girl, man. And definitely been like an example for the rest of the team in that regard. Maybe less for the swearing, but she's Northern Irish and that's to be expected and long may it continue. Um, it's a Glasgow hockey team. Exactly, too. so she's fitting in very well. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think Caddy, Andrew Caddis, is the Let's Go Baby chant. Well, that's got to say within the team, but yeah, we like to shout that in multiple occasions. That's one of the team secrets, that one. Um, he 
it's always always got something to say in a good sense. He's very he's good with the puck on the ice. He's very strong. Uh, 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 getting the chances. He's just a sound guy all the way through. Sound off the ice, sound on the ice. A guy that scores goals. American, you get the stereotype. Oh no, he's going to be a bit of a an idiot. I'm really trying not to swear. Yeah, but no, he's he couldn't be. His personality is just as good off the ice. Always very approachable. Um, people, even people like Kirsty Sutty, who a bit, she's she's quiet and always gives herself a hard time, but she is very sounding very easy to talk to. And I like card fire for the game as well. Just people, it was. I could go through the whole team. I could literally talk about everybody. But that was. I see people that stood out for me. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I, I've known Phil personally for for a while since the first Celtic Cup in two thousand and. I want to say two thousand and seven. I think it was two thousand and seven yeah. when Cardiff made the journey up to play. Edinburgh on a Friday night at 10.30 and then we went out and got smashed in the nightclub <laughs> afterwards um, and uh, Phil actually played out in that game, he was a like a B-team player playing up sort of thing um, what's what's Phil's coaching style like? Um, initially he was very no, he, he is very very relaxed all the way through, um, first session he went, just get yourself in there just make just Make the saves that you you feel comfortable, and we'll work in your game slowly. Very, you, you make a mistake, he's up. It's like, don't worry about it. Like for example, to uh, make a rebound, and then it goes. Uh, the next player puts it in. If you don't stop it the first time, just just trying to make your goals small, manageable. Just now, um, you don't make it the first time. Don't worry about it. Um, but I was always, I always hated putting a goal in, and even at practice, it's like. Things that you could do in field hockey that you couldn't do in ice hockey. It was like, I know I could make that save and I'm not there yet and I want to be there, so I get myself harder. So before the Bagos game told me, you're on, but the minute that you lose your lose yourself and hit the stick off the, or anything else, you're off. It says, we need you to be fully focused. You're going to have good games, you're going to have bad games. And just that little... He can, he can change the tempo for how he talks to you on a dime. Mm. And really, really... Sound. He, he likes to say that he's not approachable, but he's very approachable. He likes to make out he's a big grumpy old man, and no, he, he he's not he's not really not really no. <laughs> but he's I couldn't ask more for a coach genuinely. So yeah, good, good. And uh, obviously we nobody knows. You know, there's some part of me thinks we will play hockey in September. Some part of me thinks we may not play hockey until 2021 again. Um. How how are the the stags set up? Are they are they good to go? Are they are they ready for whenever that that call's made? Yeah, I think the good point is that our situation at the moment is we've still got two teams potentially for nationals whenever they they may be um, going to push to try and get a B team in the cup competition. Um, but ultimately we've got an A team that we feel is going to do well next year, um, irrespective and. Division three of that's the way that it falls, um, based on the last year's schedule. Um, I'm Maro. I joined the committee. I'm doing fundraising and sponsorship. We're just contacting people trying to get more money in. We're pushing the boat to try and get people coming to the games. Um, yeah, I think worst case scenario of recruitment was a bit lower initially. I think we're still we're still going to be able to hit the ground running. 
and I'm not. I've got no fear about that whatsoever. We've got so many, We've only lost one, maybe two players out of the whole two squads that we've got. So we're we're confident. Everybody and as Molly said in her interview, I know you've not seen it yet. A lot of the folk have been working hard. They've, they've got their sticks and balls out. They're just getting stuck in and preparing for next season already. It's just push people to work harder for next season. Good, good. Um, interestingly, I've been getting a stick and ball out with my dog, and he's better at hockey than I am. <laughs> so um, that's uh, that's that's a bit of a, a bit of a bummer. Um, <laughs> um, so stand aside from hockey because obviously at the moment hockey is going on. Um, but what what sort of stuff have you been doing apart from obviously your interviews and stuff? What have you, have you got any recommendations of content people should be having a look at oh, uh, to keep them occupied during the lockdown? <laughs> well, finishing off my degree, my Spanish and my German exams, uh, I, I'm doing modern languages through the Open Uni, so it's not it's not actually a paper course. I'm actually doing a wee bit of work for that one. <laughs> um, so I've been keeping that going, talking to my teachers, moving on. With that, um, watching Netflix, watching Amazon Prime, uh, Upload is a good series to watch. Um, seems quite interesting. Getting getting my geek on, watching Star Trek Picard, things like that. Just just keeping myself busy, just trying to do something different every day. I'm trying not to talk about hockey in my languages, but yeah, that's. I don't watch a lot of television. Um, I just try and. Just get out there talking to people, play games, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know, I know you've 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 only played one game of ice hockey, but you've obviously played a lot of sports by mm-hmm. you know by what you've said. Um, what, what's your what's your your go to psych up track for any 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 sport? Oh, it's been the same one for years, and I think it's been the same one since the uh, field hockey when I was younger. It was uh, here comes the PLD, definitely. It's always been that song to go to. Um, you mentioned uh, Prodigy. Grew up with Prodigy all the way through school when I played basketball. Yeah, it was always in the dressing room. So Prodigy just lights a wee switch in my head and just gets you going again. It's definitely the my youth track that continues these days. And yeah. Um, it's good to hear a fellow Prodigy <laughs> fan uh, on the podcast because I don't get a lot of love when I talk about them. <laughs> It's just showing um, our age, man, I think it is. It's just a bit here. <laughs> Actually, the last time I saw Prodigy, um, I uh, it, it was at Tina Park in Strathallen, mm-hmm. um, and uh, my girlfriend at the time had went to see Noel Gallagher, yeah. and I decided I was going to see Prodigy. And she met me, and I had no T-shirt on. My shin was my shin had a big, massive like scar in it from like top to bottom where someone had jumped, and their boot had obviously went down it. Um, I was stinging because I got like gin or something in it, and uh, she was like, "Where's where's your t-shirt?" And I was like, "Oh, I had to take it off. I got blood on it." And she's like, "You got blood on it?" I was like, well, "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like some guy who had his ear bleeding. It's like, oh. "Can I get a can I get a, can I get a crowd surf?" I was like, "Sure, as long as you get away from me, you know." <laughs> um, and I, what was it? Um, I once heard a, an analogy about uh, about canoeing, which was. Um, it's a funny thing, white what well, white water Aye. rafting, and white water rafting. You never really know if you're having fun, and that's exactly my my sentiment about a prodigy gig. Like it's just, <laughs> you're never really sure. It's having an experience, and, now, and then who's beside you? I know exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, to be fair, um, and then we've isolated half of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <for> the <book. laughs> That's, yeah. what, that's, that's, what you, um, that's what you've got to do sometimes to bring them back in. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I know you mentioned it. Obviously, I was going away from hockey a little bit there, but it, you've, have you seen the the format for the NHL coming back potentially at some point? The twenty four teams. It's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. At least I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of politics getting involved with that one. They've got the teams have got to get something in the ice. TV companies are badgering them. Mm, it's got to be super safe. It's got to know for a fact it's going to be right for them. Um, you've got to wonder if players that have they 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 spent so long in the pre-season getting ready that how quick are they going to go on the ice? The first hit that's going to come in, are they going to be truly ready for it? Are they truly going to be ready for that speed level? Um, is it is it going to feel like pre-season for the first few games of the qualifying rounds? You know, it's I don't know. It, it could be different. It could be that di- it just. It doesn't feel Stanley Cup to me. Uh, maybe it will, it'll take mm. a while to convert, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, my my, uh, I think they're they're quite sensible this hub city yeah. thing, which doesn't work in every sport. You know, you couldn't really do that with football. If you had five football games in one pitch in one day, it would be ruined, especially in Scottish football. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, you know, the hub cities thing, I suppose, is is it's going to be interesting. I mean. One of the guys on a, another podcast I listened to, Spitting Chicklets, was saying that they're they're concerned that you know the, the the teams that are already in the playoffs, you know the top four in each conference, they're they're just gonna it's just gonna be like a warm up game for them because they're all they're playing for is last change because they're just gonna be playing they're not gonna be playing in their home rink anyway. Um, so I don't know, it's weird. I just I was wondering what other people thought of it. Um, really, um, you're also. In terms of Netflix, you're the first person not to mention the Last Dance. Is something that people share. <laughs> oh no, I'm just straightforward. I'm yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, so I'm just thinking if there was any other questions. Obviously, I asked you the Stags question right yeah. outset. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Who's the biggest fourth line duster? That, you know? <laughs> that was the other one. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember the guy. Was it was Matthew, Matthew Preston, Preston that was Matthew mentioned. Matthew Preston, the question said, but some just suggested Jack Chester. Um, I'll tell you the story about that one because it's quite funny for the the Zoom calls. Um, so the guy, we're all there, and he he plays SNL at the moment for Kilmarnock. He's but you can't play with us because there's no two-way rule in Scottish hockey, which is a wee bit of um, but yeah. <laughs> um, but next year he's considering just playing for us. Well, hopefully he'll be here. So he he joins in the Zoom calls in the Discord. Um, so he's sitting there coming on, and he uh, he star walks in. What's going on, your fourth line duster? Now don't that's the only phrase that he knows, and it's just stuck, and it pees him off. And well, it doesn't pay him off as much now. He just runs with it, but it's just stuck. It's his name in Discord. It's his. It's just going on. Uh, Jack Chester's a guy that joined us but never got to play again because of COVID. Um, he knows he's a player as well. Um, but yeah, we just like to noise him up as well. So who's the biggest fourth line duster between the two of them? Well, it was. Okay, I'll tell you now, it was Jack Chester that rang my head in Greenock, so I'm going to say, yeah, he's the biggest fourth-line duster. If you're that good as a player and you can, you're hitting a goalie uh, square in the dome, yeah, you're a duster. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I'm not sure if it was yourself, I sent the, uh, the picture to you of the, um, 
goalie kit and it's all at the front and it's like the one one inch area that's unprotected as their neck. <laughs> what is the purpose of this goalie to be hit in the neck by his teammates during Jack Chester would hit me <laughs> in that area, definitely. So he's the duster in my opinion for that reason. But he's all seriousness a cracking player, but no, this isn't a serious time at the moment, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in terms of in terms of uh, your your goalie kit and stuff, how did you find sourcing all that? Have you got you got your own gear now? Yeah, yeah, it's just a beginner level two hundred and fifty pound set. I got sent up that's had two different owners before it. Yeah, it's fine. I need a new helmet. Um, I would say that the the two things most important is the helmet and the ground guard. I would say so. They were the ones that I'll be spending at the professional level. Get a good helmet going, and the rest of it. I can catch with that. I can block with that. Yeah, it's, mm. I'm happy with it. Yeah. And you mentioned catching it. Um, of course, grass hockey, you can't actually catch the ball no. in grass hockey, no. can you? No, it's it's, another, it's almost so, like two blockers you've got. Yeah. No. And so what what was it was it like the first time you actually caught a puck? Were you, you kind of shocked? Do you know something? I always get told off in field hockey for using... Uh, so in, in field hockey, it's a big rectangle. So the, imagine that you're holding it. Um, I'm trying to describe it because it's audio. So the top corner. I was always hitting the ball off the top corner and getting told off. It hit it off the centre, but I was still making a save and everything else. So the minute I put a glove on, I was catching no problem. And I'm like, okay, brilliant. All my bad habits have been worth something. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with my glove. I mean, I remember your cheeky backhander that you threw in and I just followed all the way and, and put it into my glove as well. Yeah. And yeah, I'm happy with my glove. Yeah, I, it was okay. Um, the blocker was, wasn't much of a culture uh, uh, shock at all. It was just like I said, defeat. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, apart from, apart from hockey, what, what's, uh, what's next for you over the, when do you finish your degree? You still got a bit of time in there? Um, I've got at least four more years. Well, whether I'll play hockey for those four years, we'll see. We'll see. How long does the body last? I'll do things uh, two years at a time. I took about two more years just now, and we'll see. But I could be around until I'm a bit older than 30. But yeah, we'll see. Um, it's just that I'll just give it a proper go. For this, this, like I said, for the sake of my son, for the sake of the teammates, just enjoy it and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, once you've got your been your first nationals, no doubt you'll, you'll want to stay for the. Oh good, yeah. <laughs> Whether you play or not, will be a different. I'll be different about. Story I'll be about. I think it's yeah. I'm I'm enjoying the family aspect of the the league def, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And t- in terms of uh, you've been around a bit, what is there any rinks that you're looking particularly forward to playing in in the, in the UK? Um, Whitley will be interesting. I've always still wanted to know what are those slopes really like because the guys at the A-team said, oh my God, that would be crazy. Um, Altrincham for the, the small rink at Manchester will be fun just to play in a small rink. And we'll be like, well, this, is it is it Hamilton Plus? That's, I've always got the question for that. Playing at the Sheffield, the Sheffield Arena, I don't think we'll get to play in that, but I'd love to do that. Nottingham will be fun, even though it's a smaller rink. Um, yeah, I think it would. Playing at Murrayfield would be fun. Going to so many games as a Pirates fan to Edinburgh and and Clan is that. It would be fun to go on that that ice and probably in in the older days it used to the, the banter was so you're always one. We're on the ice, you are off the ice watching it, you know. And 
you know. Well, there you are. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, that Edinburgh will be a great experience. Faith. Hmm. <laughs> Faith. Hmm. I, I, I like Faith Ice. Well, I don't. Okay, I'm, I'm not, I was going to be diplomatic where I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Not looking forward to Faith, but hey. But I think that's a little way off. I would need to be playing St Andrews or something. But hey. Or mm-hmm. Decky Hockey or yeah. whatever. Aye, if we're flying across and playing the, the Skyhawks. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Like uh, but it's a... Uh, Fife is a, Fife's a weird drink because it's not quite as long as Murrayfield, but it's just about as wide, so it's it's kind of bizarre to, to yeah, play. Yeah, so you quite yell. Uh, the, the play always gets quickly, but the wingers seem yeah. to dominate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The good thing about being in goal there is you don't have to... You don't have to skate past the where the Zamboni comes on because that is... That is a death trap. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> It could be bits of mud and stuff oh, on the ice. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's worse than the danger zone is in Sheffield for, for people listening. It is. Uh, yeah, because they, you, you won't, know, you won't have to skate through this in Sheffield either. But when the Zamboni comes on there, after like two or three times it's been on during the whole day of hockey, it gets pretty kind of bouncy where the ramps have been on the ice and stuff. And in tier six, there's a lot of comedy falls there and stuff. And, <laughs> Um, yeah, so okay, fun, fun. <laughs> um, what are you, what are you looking forward to most? Um, you know about playing BHA when when we sort of get things back up and running properly. For me, last season was just getting into the game. And my expectations was just to get into the game, play a few games, play nationals. Nationals didn't happen, so I would say that now goes to the top of the list. I want to do the nationals experience. Um. I think playing, if we only have one team and then there's still B teams and C teams in development, then there's still going to be plenty of games. Just seeing the club develop that way. My personal game, getting a good butterfly going. Me and Cara will be competing for who's getting the best butterfly quickly. But no, we're, there's no competition between us two. That's the great thing about how we get on. Um, just enjoying the game next year. Just playing some games, getting a whole game. Yeah, it's... Just the game, just the game. I would say you wanted to summarise into three words. Yeah. Um, just uh, another one that hadn't been asked of you that you ask in all your your interviews. What would you tell someone um who was thinking of joining the Stags? <laughs> that might not be the way you've worded it, but <laughs> the second, yeah, that's it. Uh, I thought I thought I would have been asked that one. Um, joining the Stags. It's honestly one of the best teams. No, they're best team spirit of all been around. I think the way that you get looked after for the minute that you come in, um, usually in addressing you, you get one guy that just annoys you. Oh, I can't deal with him. There's nobody like that. There's nobody like that at all. Um, even the loudest, barmiest Glaswegian, all the way down to uh, the most eloquently spoken uh, guy from up north. They just, everybody gets on with each other. Mixture of degrees. Uh, college students, uni students, um, everybody that you wouldn't expect to get together uh, is friends. Everybody's like a family now. It's just a family spirit. And to get into the game, it's such a relaxed environment all the way through to the coaching and the fans and everything else. I think it's, I think it's just, it, it's a great organisation, and we're looking to build up a nice friendly rivalry with Edinburgh over the next few years as well because I think both it, it does both teams 
uh, plenty of favours. It's good for Scottish hockey, and yeah, it's you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly it, essentially the Stags brought some semblance of the Beagles back. Yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not quite there with a with enough Beagles Beagles Beagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean. Um, I mean, I had to play in the last game. So <laughs> shows, you, shows you what's going on there. Um, but yeah, no, it is good for Scottish hockey. It's good for university hockey, and the more people are involved. Um, I don't know if you've you've heard the the Chris Cook interview yet that's on the podcast, but he's the GBU captain, and he he loves the the bottom end of the bottom end's the wrong thing to call it. The, the novice end of the BIHA, um, because he's like it's more people in the sport, and he's playing one of the top levels in the UK. So it just shows you that, you know, you can have fun no matter what level you are, as long as exactly. you, you're just there to, there to learn. Um, just just one last thing without without holding you to it. Um, uh, will we maybe be seeing you on one of these BHA camps or something like that? Yeah, no, future, it's, a definite, it's a definite. It's a definite. It's a definite. I'm going to be doing as many of them as I can. Um, and it, just just to get my game sharpened, to meet other people, um, definitely. I think it's. I have to do it. I have to do it for 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 fun and just for the the banter side. Yeah. Well, that'd be great. We'll certainly we'll certainly share a share a pint or whatever it is in Europe. I don't know if it's a pint or not. A stein, a stein <laughs> or anything else. Yeah, the bigger pints. Yeah. A stein of Lappin. <laughs> Absolutely. If you come to Finland yeah. anyway. Um. So, uh, just uh, wanted to. Is there anyone you want to give a, a big shout out to on the on the podcast, or anything else do you think I've missed that I, I ought to be talking about? No, um, I think we've, we've covered most things. Um, big shout out to everybody back home in the stags. Um, I hope you've enjoyed me squirming with the questions that I've done all through the years. Um, genuinely mean it that he's added uh, a family to me, and I can't wait for next season to get started. Definitely, definitely. Thanks very much, folks. That's been Paul Blair of the Glasgow Stacks. Mm-hmm.